Hey guys, it's Eliza. Welcome to Still in Process, a show about all things being human, learning how to express yourself, love yourself, love other people, and just be a really good person in this world. I'm so happy that you're here, and I can't wait to share this new episode with you. So let's get started. So I wanted to get on here and talk about this topic that a lot of us in our 20s and in our 30s are still managing. And this is about being your true self with people who knew the old you. Now, this seems like a really loaded question, but, you know, a lot of the topics that we talk about here are pretty deep things. So this being such a complex topic, I think I'm going to break down into two parts. And now when you think about being your true self, what comes up for you? Like, for example, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So when I was younger, I grew up in the Dominican Republic and I came here when I was about nine. A lot of my memories and a lot of who... I associated myself to be before the age of nine, I don't really remember. But I do remember that around the age 11, 12, I started to discover this identity of who I am. Now, through most of my life, a lot of my family members and people who knew me really pushed me to be a certain kind of person. And given the events that took place in my life and the societal, economical, familial pressures that took place in my coming of age years, I really took on this responsibility to be who my family wanted me to be. And what I came to find out that When I was around maybe like 14, 15, 16, I really struggled with keeping up with that image and keeping up with that perspective of who I was pretending to be. And now I'm not going to say that all of it was a lie. I think that there were a lot of useful parts of that persona that was actually, it it really helped me. You know, for example, I became this really organized person, this really uh, detail-oriented person, this person that um, had a lot of integrity and whatever she started, she finished. And I became really good at doing the things that I said I was going to do because I had to. There were a lot of demands being placed on me from such a young age. And unfortunately, due to being such a mature child and having to fulfill a lot of these adult responsibilities for my mother, my sister, my grandmother, and so on, I ended up developing a lot of useful things that I think have helped me today. However, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was happy. I wouldn't say that I was living my best childhood or that I was really learning to express my authentic self. I think if anything, I learned really quickly how to be a chameleon and how to blend with different environments and how to 
be a certain kind of person with different people and that resulted in a lot of push and pull there were a lot of parts of me that really struggled with being this person that I knew I was and am but I I couldn't because I didn't feel that I had the freedom or the opportunity or or the space to really express that person and there were a lot of moments in my life and I'm sure you could relate to this as well where you've experienced maybe dabbling with activities or dabbling with uh, certain forms of or channels of of or mediums of expression right like for example uh, for me it was writing I, I wrote a lot I also dabbled in painting and painting was really helpful for me. And then there were moments where I really wanted to allow this person, this creative self to come out, but I I didn't necessarily know how to be creative outwardly. I knew how to be creative on my own by myself when it was just me and myself, but I didn't know how to be creative in the eyes of other people, in the presence of other people. And because of that fear, I ended up really keeping that private. And I didn't share that with anyone. And so what happens when you're at a point in your life now where you're saying like, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning who I am day in and day out. I'm really discovering these parts of myself that I didn't really give myself the option to really uh, be before. And now I'm ready to be this person. I, I'm ready to be my true self, like take it or leave it. This is who I am. I'm not going back. But these people in my life who I love so much and who say they love me too, they don't know how to accept me for who I am. They just don't, they can't really fathom it. They can't, they don't understand who this new person is and and why I even want to be this person. It's like, it's like you're grappling with the fact that like a lot of people want you to be who they knew you to be, who they are familiar with. And unfortunately, a lot of times the reason why this happens is because people have a really hard time changing. They have a really hard time with adapting to new situations and circumstances where it's challenging. I find that people really see themselves in other people. And the reason why we choose to be with the people that we hang around with and the people that we choose in our circle is because they remind us of us. There's something in those people that you spend time with that show or remind you of someone that you were, someone that you are, or someone that you want to be. Either way, the common denominator in these relationships is you. You are showing up for these relationships a certain kind of way that mirrors to them who they are. Parts of them that they have either work through or not work through and sometimes when you know interestingly enough you can really tell who's done the work when you're ready to change and the person that you're showing yourself to now says I accept you 
I accept you and I love you and I'm so happy for you and I'm so happy that you finally made peace and are ready to accept who you truly are. And I've known you to be this person, even though you've never really showed yourself like this in public, I've known you to be this person all along. I've always knew that you were in there. That is the kind of response that you get from someone who has really done their own inner work, who has crossed their own borders and limitations and challenges in order to be able to meet you at this new space where you're at. Now, when you run into a situation where someone is telling you, like, I just don't understand, like, why you got to act different? Like, why are you acting this way? Like, you're being funny. Like, I don't really like that. Like, and you just get a lot of pushback. Now, there's no one way for that person to show pushback. Some people will, like, ghost you. Some people will isolate themselves. Some people will be like, just, like, snarky about it some people will make certain comments some people you'll feel the tension in the air like you'll you'll get you'll pick up on something that tells you "Eh, there's something going on here I don't feel like that person is really happy with the changes that I'm making and who I'm becoming and if you haven't gotten yourself to the point where you have accepted that for yourself, oftentimes, if you have enough of that negative influence around you, you will actually question your changes and you will bring yourself back to that place that you were trying to leave. Because essentially, we as humans, all we want is to belong. We want to be felt and seen and acknowledged and loved. And if the people in our lives don't accept us and don't embrace us and don't welcome us and our changes, then it can make us feel like there's something wrong, like we're doing something wrong or maybe something's wrong with us. That shame can really seep in and it could be a misguided shame. It could be something that's not even yours. But you're carrying it because it's such a strong influence around you. There's a consensus in the group of people that you choose to associate with. And now when I say choose, I know that can be really complicated because sometimes we don't choose these people. Sometimes these people can be like our own family. And it's hard to know that our family is who they are. And whether we choose them or not, this is who they are. But what we'll get through and hopefully, you know, throughout this process of talking about this is that even though it's painful at the end of the day, you can choose who you give yourself to. The more that we get away from being a child and the more that we step into what adulthood looks like for us individually, we start to realize that we do have a choice. We can say, you know, I don't really like how this person treats me or I don't think that our paths really line up with where I am and where I'm trying to get to right now. So I need to separate myself a little bit from that person until maybe they do a little bit more of their own work. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't love them. It just means that I'm not a child anymore. I No one else is responsible for me now. I am responsible for myself now. And as my own parent, I need to make an executive decision and protect myself from the harm of what someone else's path 
could be doing to me, what someone else's journey and issues could be doing to me and my growth. Now, guys, this is a really hard thing to uh, realize and acknowledge. And that kind of loss really, it it runs deep. And I'm not going to say that I fully work through that loss for myself. You know, I'm human and I am deeply embedded in my relationship with my mother and my sister. And so I struggle with this on a constant basis. But the consensus is still the same. You choose who you are and you choose who you spend your time with. And whether it hurts or not, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Now, there is something that happens, I think, to a lot of us when we ignore that nudge and that inner person in us that is trying to let us know that this is what we want and how we want to live our lives. If we ignore that, if we ignore that thing that's talking to us, oftentimes what happens is that, God, we lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in trying to be someone else and not making up our mind. The issue is not that you start being someone else. It's that you start to live in this limbo of um, I'm like this person to this person, but I'm this person when I'm alone. I'm this way with my family, but really who I am is this person. And it's that push and pull, that limbo that ends up really putting you at a place where you end up losing yourself. You end up being like, I really just don't know who I am anymore. I thought I knew who I was, but it just seems like I just got away from myself. Like I lost myself entirely. Like I lost myself in trying to please people and trying to show up for people and trying to be there for other people and trying to like support my family, support my friends, be there as a certain person at my job. Like I'm trying so hard to like be this diligent and effective and like professional and like caring and loving and and helpful person but it costed me so much and now I don't even know who I am and so what ends up happening when that happens is through the pain and the loss and the grief and the depression and those dark nights of the soul that we end up finding a spark Now, I think the conversation of what a dark night of the soul looks like deserves conversation because this is not just something that you do and that's it, you're done. Sometimes this can take years. Sometimes you can hit rock bottom to the extent where like you can really do a number on yourself. For example, my dark night of the soul, you know, I was in rock bottom for many years. I didn't know who I was. I started making really bad decisions. I self-sabotaged to the max. I messed up a lot of relationships in the process. I burned a lot of bridges and hurt myself along the way. It was bad. And you never really forget those moments. You know when you hit rock bottom like that, that's a different kind of experience. And, and sometimes you can be going down And you know you're going down, but you don't really take it seriously. And then one day it hits you and you realize, I really don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. 
I don't have any purpose. I don't have any clarity. I don't have direction. I don't know what I'm doing myself. I gained all this weight. I lost this and this. I My relationships are shit. I doing. I don't know how I want to move in my career. I'm broke. I'm lost. I'm confused. And it's through that loss and processing that loss. And, and by processing it, I mean like working with someone to talk about those things. Oftentimes we don't want to talk about things and what happens is that it ends up festering inside us and it creates this bigger disease where now we got all these other issues and all these other traumas but eventually it starts to affect other things and it becomes this ripple effect. It becomes this complex situation that once was slightly simpler and now it's just bigger than it needs to be because you've been holding it and you've been keeping your heart tight you've been fighting for your life but you haven't been fighting with your heart open you've been fighting keeping everything in so sometimes even though you've been fighting the world you're often fighting yourself harder so as the saying goes the only way out is through you have to basically like dig yourself out of the hole by digging through all the things that got you in the hole if it's your relationship with your parents then you have to dig through that relationship figure out what's keeping you stuck in that relationship if it's your relationship with perfectionism and success then you got to figure out how is this idea this expectation that i need to be a certain kind of person and i need to show up as this person every day how is this holding me back If it's your relationship with your significant other, you need to figure out, well, how am I giving myself to this person and giving myself to this relationship? And how is it a detriment to me? How is it affecting me? What am I not honoring in myself? What am I giving away too much of? And if it's a relationship with yourself, then you need to figure out, like, who are you? Who is this person you've been fighting all along? Who is that person? Why have you been fighting that person? You don't like yourself? Yeah, I think the hardest part for me at one point was when my therapist asked me, do you love yourself? And I just like, I laughed. I thought that was the most rhetorical thing someone could ever ask you. And it wasn't until years later that I was like, you know what? She was right. I didn't love myself. I didn't even know what love meant. I didn't know what it meant because I never received it. And I never saw it. I never really saw people in my life actually really show up for themselves and love themselves and honor themselves. And so these are all things that I had to start reconstructing and recreating and sometimes in that process of reconnecting with yourself through that loss of your true self is where you start to realize not everybody can go with you on that bus okay sometimes you gotta be willing to go alone it's when you start to put yourself first in that way no matter how selfish people may think you are and call you and label you and criticize you, it's when you put yourself in the hierarchy of royalty, of power. And this is not to be like, oh, I'm better than them. And this is not a pompous and an arrogant way. This is self-preservation. This is a, I choose to show up for myself. I choose and I deserve to be around the kind of people that lift me up, that motivate me, that encourage me to be the best person that I can be that. They accept that person. They say, I love you. 
not what you do for me, not how you show up for me, not how I see myself in you, but you, I love you. And so when that happens, sometimes we have to be willing to go alone. And we get to a place where, you know, we get really lonely. And we get to a place where we start to feel like maybe I made the wrong decision. And we start having doubts and we start questioning things. And sometimes, you know, during Mercury retrograde or whatnot, you know, you'll start to go back to some of those people and then you'll get hit with the lessons again. You know, it's a process. You're going to mess up along the way. You know, it's the beautiful thing about life is that if you didn't learn the lesson today, there's going to be another experience that comes around that tries to teach it to you again. Now, again, I'm not going to say that I'm a master of this. I'm still learning these lessons. There's a few things in my life that God has had to hit me with a brick over my head because I just don't get it. So we're all human here. This is not a linear path. You have to give yourself, uh, give yourself some grace. Allow yourself to not know how to do things. Allow yourself the opportunity to mess up. But don't stay there. Don't give yourself excuses. And they'll say, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then don't do it. Acknowledge it. Say, yeah, I messed up. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't learn my lesson. Yeah. But I'm going to get this shit. I'm going to figure it out. And it's not going to happen to me again. So even though you find yourself, oftentimes you find yourself in situations where you have to walk alone um, in order to really be your true self and be happy and and live your authentic self without the influence of the people that remind you of who you used to be. I want you to know that you do end up finding people that support you and you do end up really enjoying the solitude because the solitude almost gives you time to think. It gives you time to process all the things that you've been through and it really gives you time to heal. And so even though it can get lonely in your journey towards self-growth and self-development, it's really freeing. And interestingly enough, it's through that solitude that you're able to connect deeper with yourself and end up developing and growing that courage that you need to actually express yourself in public as this new person. Whatever that means for you. Maybe, you know, you want to dress a certain kind of way. Maybe you want to take on a new career that's totally different than what, you know, you've you've been doing before or what you told people you were going to do. Maybe it's that you, you want to like, you know, move to Japan, <laughs> you know, maybe it's that you want to date a certain kind of person that people keep telling you not to date, whatever it is. It's courage that's going to get you to that point of where you want to be. If you're not ready, sometimes we can be forced to act, but it will always feel inauthentic until we have courage. And courage is a highly personal thing. I don't think anyone can really give that to you. I think people can influence you, can inspire you, can motivate you, but courage is something you have to to develop for yourself. And so we'll talk a little bit more in the following episodes about how to actually really develop that courage and how to act with even the slightest mustard seed of courage. Until next time.